0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. I am
2: Darren Carp. And I'm Liz Cully. And if you guys didn't know, Darren is also the seventh member of the Mulan Rouge <laughs> reboot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
1: Fuck you. Okay. The Watch It Happens Live booker. Okay, everyone. Who, she's talking about my recent Instagram post of me looking. It's a boudoir photo shoot, I would say. As Andy Cohen aptly commented, and I'm not sure if you saw this, Liz. He just wrote, you know this is an HR issue, which he wrote on oh my, my God, Instagram, so which was funny. fucking perfect. But the booker, Anthony, who is my friend, sent me a text this morning. I was like- this, you know, like your time stamp, yeah, your, like, one, you know, like time, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's like, this picture was taken two years. He's a gay guy. He's like, this picture was taken two years ago and I haven't been the same since. And I was like, I'm literally posting this right now. This was a, I was trying on, I can't remember now. I think it was a drag Christina Aguilera outfit from Dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your Instagram was correct. And they needed to see if like someone my size could fit in it or how it would look on camera. I happen to not be doing it's anything at that moment. And great. here we are today. So it, like it's nothing good. could celebrate Joe Biden's inauguration. And the news today, uh, like that picture. So you're welcome, people. And then and the news that we're talking <laughs> about today is that Joe Biden, on his what's today, fifth day in office or something like that, decided to reverse the transphobic bill that trans people could not serve in the military. And so he has reversed that bill thank fucking God. I'm not sure why that bill was ever needed in the first place, because if you're willing to literally die for this country, we should not be caring about anything else except for the fact that you're willing to die for this country. So And thanking you for your service. (laughs) Beyond. beyond. So um, thank God for Joe Biden to reverse that bill because that was much needed. Um, And I don't want to skip over that. That was very historic. Hopefully that will be reversed In the future, for any other reason, if you are serving our country in any form, straight, gay, queer, bi, non-binary, thank you. Uh, That is just an incredible service, and you shouldn't be disallowed from doing that uh, if you are literally volunteering to do it. But Liz, I have to do a little bit of a mea culpa at the top of the show before we introduce our new segment. Now, uh what'd you do, Darren? What'd you do? Now, listen, I have been known to have a brain fart or two, Liz. I'm not the smartest, sharpest cran in the box sometimes. Okay. And I happen to do something that Taylor Strecker makes fun of me for sometimes, which is, multitask, sometimes in a recording, if Andy texts me or I get an email, sometimes I need to multitask and maybe my head is not always there. And this happened on last week's episode. I, I-, I believe it was Alexander Rodriguez's episode that was on. And I was talking about my good friend, the account at Not Skinny, But Not Fat, because we were talking about the Army Hammer thing and that I was paying oh, close right. attention to her account for it because she was giving me the updated details on this, on Hilaria, on Claire and Dale's breakup. Now, I said her name was Alyssa. It's not fucking Alyssa. I was texting with my publicist, whose name was Alyssa. At least I got the first letter right. And her real name is Amanda, but I texted her apologizing after a listener called me out for it, which was deservedly so. Mm. Calls me out for it, and she was like, "Love, love a listener call out." And she was literally like, "You couldn't even give me a better name." She was like, "You couldn't even give me something cool." And I was like, "Do you want me to call you Karen?" And she was like, "Fuck you." So she was like, "You can only make a culpa this if you give me a fun name." And we came up with her new name, which is not Amanda, but it is Amala Harris. So that oh, is the Amala Harris, a name that I will fuck up. But Amanda, I love you ish. And I apologize for having a brain fart. It was not right. And uh, everyone needs to follow at not skinny, but not fat with my friend, Amanda Hirsch.
2: I'm a big fan of hers. I uh, hope she listens to the show for reals.
1: She definitely doesn't After I fucking botched her name. Let me tell you that.
2: Thanks a She's lot. She's like, Darren. fuck you, Darren. Yeah, I know. Thanks sorry. a lot. I'm sorry. Well, this is a very fun episode because in a moment we are going to get to a new monthly segment that we are doing with a Sweetie little baby that I know that I've been chatting to for about six months in the DMs. You guys met, obviously hit it off immediately, which I knew you would. His name is Hayden. He is our resident TikTok QSR Gen Z queen. Yes. And we are going to be doing a monthly roundup with him about, I think you said it was a hate dump. I like it was It's dump. really a
1: hate dump. It was. It's going to be a monthly <laughs> roundup of everything he has sort of hated. Maybe kind of love-hated as well uh, throughout the year. We always have those things. It's like a bad smell you can't stop smelling. He's kind of the perfect guy for it. We have a full episode coming out with him uh, in a few weeks. You're going to get to know him even more if you haven't known him. But we couldn't wait to have him on our show. And he goes through a litany of things that he's fucking hating from this month. Some serious and some not. And you know, Liz, you know I love to hate on everything. <laughs> True. So So do I though I like
2: secretly I know I seem really positive But like Darren knows All my All my people Who really actually Talk to me Know that I am out here Watching everything In the motherfucking streets And I love I hate follow (laughs) I love All that shit But I do love to love And uh, So we hope you guys Love To hate But also Hate to love Our new segment Coming up Right now
0: Hey guys, welcome to Buy Haters, a new monthly segment here on Sithering Isn't a Thing. I am Hayden. I'm going to be breaking down some things that happened over the past month in society and pop culture and my personal life. Things we're saying goodbye and good riddance to. Uh, these are things that happened, like I said, over the past month that we absolutely fucking hated. We're going to take a look back on, remember things, things that we hated, and also things that we learned from, grew from, changed from. So let's say bye-bye to a few things I hated this month.
2: Okay, Hayden, cue it up. What
1: do you hate? It. Listen, Hayden, it's Monday. I'm hating everything today. So you best be bringing that list today for me, guy. Come on.
0: I feel like, first of all, January gets a really bad rep. And rightfully so. Just because it's after the holidays, nothing really exciting is in the near future, I feel like, in January. We're over the holidays. The New Year's over. Everybody's in their, like, new mindset. Like, new year, new me, new diet. So I feel like people are just generally more annoyed. I know I am because I hate that shit. So it leads to a lot of people hating on a lot of things. This month, I feel like was a shit show of a year. It's not how any of us thought this year was going to start. But- I love,
2: wait, I love how you just said that this month was a year because that's what it felt like. So just wanted to pause.
0: There were three <laughs> three like main things that I hated this month that I wanted to get your guys' like opinions and takes on. Just three? Okay main thing some of them have like some subcategories and like different mm. um, but the main one I think we can all agree on was January 6th the shit show that was the storming of the Capitol let's just like get back into that because like I can't <laughs> even believe it happened like I'm still so shook by it I feel like there's no other word to describe it than shit show what were your guys's takes on it happening and like I then I can kind of dive into like what I hated about it <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny because my best friend's birthday, like best friend in the world, like my brother, it's his birthday, January 6th. So when I woke up, right? I woke up and I was like busy doing work and like I put on the news, saw what was happening and I texted my best friend and I go, is, did anything interesting happen today? And he was like, (laughs) fuck you. And I was like, this is V-Day for you, dude. Like it will go down in history. I mean, listen, like, I think it was a little shocking Like it wasn't, it wasn't for me because Mm -hmm. as Liz knows from this podcast, I happen to be like a skeptic of everything and everyone. And I just like, I never think that it's going to go as smoothly as we thought. I think we were all preparing for this impending doom for Mm -hmm. months. No one could foresee how it was for sure. But like the fact that something happened didn't surprise me. The fact that it got that far, I would say surprised me. But I will say in some sort of positive spin, the memes that came out of like the guy in the horns who (laughs) then got so pissed off when he got arrested that they weren't serving him organic food. So then went on a hunger strike was like kind of worth it in that
2: regard. (laughs) I, I mean, I just think for me, it showed everyone what white people on crystal meth can really do. Because scaling walls like that is scary as fuck. And those people just gave no fucks and they went for it.
0: I feel like it's not like an issue of like being on the right or the left. It's not like if you're a top or a bottom, like this is like you you can't not agree with what went down happening was just like, there was so much hate involved in it. And it was so easy to hate that hate, if that makes sense. Totally. Um, I feel like the only peak of like that came out of that is like, we have so much more appreciation for this new era and this new chapter that's coming in. That was like the peak of January for me, it was being able to, you know, look forward to something positive and in some way, shape or form. So it really helped those really dark, hateful moments help you realize like what can come from it and like the light that can be at the end of the tunnel as corny as that sounds.
1: No, and I and I just want to add, because I know we were kind of joking or I was rather kind of joking about it, like how serious it was. But in the positive spin, we did get to learn a lot about democracy, how things can run. You know, the weird thing is is like while the insurrection was still happening our justice system will still uphold, and I think that that shows something that no matter how hate, how much hate you can have in this country or how hateful you can be as a person, American democracy will win out at the end of the day, and those people are being tried, and they're being fined, and they're being uh, you know, held accountable. So that's the good news from that, that our institutions
0: can hold, in a way. The good news from some things we hated. Correct. But moving on to our second thing that we hated, it's a little bit more lighthearted than, than that, because it actually happened two days right after- the craziness of the Capitol, but it was about Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter, the drama, the Disney drama that happened.
1: And and explain what it is too, for anyone that's listening that may not know the controversy, because Disney stars are like the new like Jersey Shore cast these days. They're getting into fucking trouble left and right.
3: Yeah.
0: Very true. Very true. So if you're not familiar Olivia Rodrigo, it was the star of High School Musical, the musical, the series. I know it's a mouthful. It's actually a really good show though. I (laughs) recommend it. (laughs) From the the olden days, it's a great, great show. Um, Her co-star and her boyfriend on the show was this guy named Joshua Bassett. They dated, they had their like unrequited romance on the show. It was very hush-hush, but then they announced they were going their separate ways after like nobody even knew that they were really dating. So then fast forward to like six months later, he's dating this other Disney starlet named Sabrina Carpenter. She was from Girl Meets World, the Boy Meets World reboot. So there's all these reboots happening on Disney and all these horny teenagers with pent up angst and in love for each other. So And they
2: all live in Hidden Hills in Calabasas and they just walk around in their neighborhoods, gated communities and fuck each other.
0: That's literally what they're doing.
1: Sounds like idyllic to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would have loved
0: to have grown up that way, but just didn't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thing I hate about it is like the, the two girls like start fighting each other. And it's this whole like thing. We look back at history and we see, you know, how all these women are pit against each other for these just loser men who really aren't it. Like you think about like when I was growing up, it was like, Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff fighting over Aaron Carter. We had, you know, Miley and Selena fighting over Nick Jonas.
2: That didn't age well, by the way. Fighting oh. over Aaron Carter did not age well.
0: He's on OnlyFans. Like, hello. Like, look back at the past and like realize like it's not going to end well for you. So these two girls were start started fighting over this boy. And Olivia Rodrigo released the song "Driver's License," which you know talks all about like their relationship and talks about this blonde girl he left her for the blonde girl is sabrina carpenter come this week she, sabrina carpenter releases a response song so now it's just like the two are going at it and it just it reminds me of like rumors by Lindsay lohan and come clean by um hillary duff and how they were they're just fighting through songs and i'm like i love the boldness of it but i just hate that like we haven't learned to stop putting women against each other like let's Listen, and Hayden,
1: you and I can talk about The Bachelor all day, and we've done that before. And Liz, I'm sure you would agree with me here, but like specifically in The Bachelor when I can bring in something to reality TV, like, and granted, I'm not saying that the men on that show are like trash or terrible men, but like for, for all intents and purposes, like you're competing for the guy's affection, right? Mm-hmm. And these women just like fucking at each other. Like, I can't believe you try and spend time with them. And I'm like, this is the 39th millionth season of this show. Like, Why are you getting mad at the other women? People do this all the time. And even with my friends, especially heterosexual, my heterosexual friends, if the guy is like talking to another girl, the girl hates that other girl so much. And I'm like, why do you hate that girl? It's the guy's responsibility to the relationship. I mean, Liz, you and I have even talked about it even a year ago when we started this thing where I know a lot of heterosexual women, when I'm talking to a guy in the room, not a gay guy, usually straight. They only like me once they find out that I am a lesbian and that I'm not a threat. And I don't know what this is. I support Liz 100%. I think it has to do with insecurity in a lot of ways and it manifesting itself. But like, I don't understand why women are so fucking hateful to other women.
2: Liz? Well, thank you, Darren, for that. I like how you just wove in history, us, The Bachelor. That That was good.
1: Bringing it all together, baby.
2: I think women have been pitted against women for forever because once women band together, all bets are fucking off for these straight dudes. Mm-hmm. So.
1: It's keeping the straight dude alive. We all have to like tear each other dead. Got it's it. true.
2: Now, if you think about it, I love that you bring up Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff. If those two girls had just banded together, think about what could have happened. Think about this little sub. Look at these girls. They could be huge.
0: For me, growing up, if Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff came together, like my little gay heart would have exploded. Like it would have been iconic and they're still iconic in their own right. And I'm not foolish enough to think that like, oh, us bringing attention to this is gonna, every woman's gonna drop, like not hating on each other. Like it's not gonna happen. But I think for them specifically, like Olivia Rodrigo and Sabrina Carpenter, they do have this like new generation of followers that is Gen Z. And I think that they have a responsibility to just rise above it. It's a lot easier said than done, I'm sure. I'm sure their PR teams are scrambling right now trying to help them both rise above it. But I know when I was 17, I was a petty little bitch. So I I, I get it.
1: But- <laughs> I mean, I get being a petty little bitch too, especially at 17. I know petty little bitches are in their fucking 40s these days. But like, True. it is interesting to me that these people have what a combined total of like 950 million followers, probably between them. They have an entire Gen Z facing them. And like, one, they could use this as an example to like for the betterment of everything. But also, when at least when the Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan thing was happening, you didn't have the added pressure of like social media for pylons. That's the thing. Like, True. if Olivia calls Sabrina, a slut or trash. These are common u- used words between other women, technically, and men. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking men out. Then there's just a pile on of like, yeah, Sabrina's a slut. Sabrina's trash. Blah 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 blah. And there's like no way of getting out of it. And then you feel even worse. And it's like horrible. So at least back then, it felt like more confined to just the one or two other people that were involved in the situation. Now it's like just. It's not even fun. Hate. It's not even, like, fun bitchiness. It's, like, terribleness. And these girls are 17.
2: They're, oh my- but look at, like, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber. I mean, The weekend with Bella Hadid. Like, these girls, right. it doesn't end. And it's over these dudes. And I don't think The weekend or Justin Bieber or anything to go fucking postal on the internet over for either. So I don't know. Nobody's learning. No one is learning from Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan,
1: unfortunately. Uh, Agreed. Uh, Those two girls are, you said 17, right, Hayden? That's how old they are?
0: Sabrina Carpenter is 21 and Olivia Rodrigo is 17.
1: That's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight because one girl can drink and the other girl can't. Uh, (laughs) But the 17-year-old, by the way, just shouting out 17-year-olds who are doing it right, is Jojo Siwa, who kind of came out last week. Liz, you and I can get we I mean we can get into it, but I mean She kind about- of came out. I don't want to say she did or she didn't. There was no specific label, even though she came out with that t-shirt that said best gay cousin she, ever. No, she was she like, did an interview. Did she, she say lesbian? I thought she was like, no, I don't no, want to put a label yes, on it. No
2: labels, but she said she right. is a part of the LGBTQ plus community.
1: Okay. Which talk about a 17-year-old who's doing it right. You know what I mean? Who's kind of like I'll love whoever I want to love. I think humans are beautiful. So just shout out to some 17 year olds. I don't want to shit on all
0: 17. (laughs) And it's not even just that 17 year olds are doing this. I mean, you, you know, our society pits these women against each other. You think of like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie and Jennifer. Sure. No one was mad at Brad Pitt when we should have been mad at him. Like, right. So I think it's just, it's something that I'm hating on is seeing this new generation come up with the same old pattern. And it's like, We got to learn from our mistakes. Like Hillary and Lindsay could have been a dynamic duo. Like Olivia and Sabrina, you guys can be that dynamic duo. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. I agree. agree. Don't be the Queen Victoria on The Bachelor this season because she's fucking god awful and I hate her.
0: Anyway. (laughs) The last thing I'm hating on, which is it has multiple layers to it, but it is something I'm secretly loving, but also just like, The scandals themselves are things that I hate.
2: Ooh, I have I think I know what it is. So
0: number one is obviously going to have to be have you guys heard of Army Hammer's scandal? What's going on with him? I'm very I will
1: drink your blood, Hayden. I will drink it and I Liz, you know, this makes me feel less less bad about asking you to remove your ribs so I could eat them for a barbecue. Just saying, it's not just me people.
2: I mean, I thought people removed their ribs to give themselves blowjobs. Remember that? That was the right Marilyn Manson,
1: like, rumor that happened, like, years ago. Marilyn Manson, back in the day, Hayden, probably before you were born, there was a huge rumor, unclear, I don't think it's true, but that he removed his own ribs so he could give himself a blowjob. That was, like, the rumor when we were kids. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, when that Darren was and I were rumor. growing up, that was the
0: rumor of all You got to
1: look it up. Just Google Marilyn Manson, like, Blowjob and then it will come up. I promise
0: you, Hayden. Wow. I'm gonna have to do some research on that. Yep. I'll, I'll Hayden's like, should I do
1: this now? Uh, or
0: on, guys, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay, <laughs> okay. so wait. Yeah. So
1: talk to me about this army hammer thing. Explain what's going down right now about it and why I know why you probably love it, but why do you hate it?
0: Well, I the thing that I hate, and it kind of stems from what you were talking about, how, how there's so much more hate now on social media is this whole thing has a like mind of its own now that it's on social media. And there's so much misinformation happening. There's so many stock yes. photos. So the thing I hate about this, and it's the same. I've got to talk about the Hilaria Baldwin thing as well. She's a Bostonian. Like she, homegirl is not from Spain. Like she- Beacon
2: Hill, honey. Beacon Hill. I just
0: Hill. hate so much. How everything, I love social media because everything is so readily accessible. I can learn so much. About random shit like this, like I would never know about this these scandals if I hadn't been for social media. But it also just creates just like a shitstorm, you know. There's there's so much misinformation out there. So I'm hating the information. I'm love the misinformation. I'm loving the the scandals themselves. I think that they're they're really interesting. Honestly, if, if you haven't heard about what happened with Army Hammer, he basically was DMing girls all these voice messages and all this dominatrix thing. And I totally understand. Like people have their kinks. Like yeah. I don't knock on that. Like, do what you want to do. Darren and
2: I have said it. We are not kink shamers. We never kink shame.
0: Not whatsoever. Like, I love politics as much as the next man, I'm sure. Yeah. I do. But I think for what what really pushed it over the edge for him is that he was, like, offering to, like, drink women's blood, like some vampire shit was going down. And it, it just boiled over all on social media because he he wasn't clean about his tracks. Like, he just, he didn't,
2: Well, and the biggest thing I'll say, I think the biggest controversy is all about consent. And Darren and I talked about it last week is we talked about the dynamics of a sub-dom relationship that he wasn't respecting. And so that's where he, to your point, wasn't covering up his shit in many, many ways. And he had a
1: finsta, right? And then that person leaked the finsta
2: Oh, girl, it's just never ending. It's like never ending. yes. Leaked the Finsta account, and the Finsta account had the video in the Cayman Islands. Then the Finsta account had the picture of Erica Jane, who supposedly lived next door, that he was trying to get. I mean, and to your point, Hayden, is that the information travels so quickly, and then the rumors and the stories happen, and it's like hard to keep up. And it's so, hard to
0: what's what's real and what's fake, right? And you know like what can you report on, and then like you know your whoever your followers are are gonna be so pissed about random things like it's crazy and I mean I like I said I love a scandal just as much as the next person like the tea is piping hot but something we got to do is we just got to make sure that our teas are crossed and our eyes are dotted Hilaria Baldwin didn't do that and that's why she got reamed for pretending to be she was like she was from Spain when she has so clearly has a background in Boston there's so much proof that she is a born and bred Bostonian yet she's claiming to be a Banyard and she's claiming to be from Spain and from Mallorca and that she doesn't want to say cucumber when it's like, no, uh, like that's just not valid. Stop. The cucumber I mean, thing listen, literally never gets old for me.
1: I can't no, it not say it how you old. say cucumber. Like I just, I can't. Is Army Hammer a bad person from what we
2: know about this?
1: Do we well, know for a fact that well, consent isn't happening?
2: Well, here's the thing, Darren, is none of us really know, but it's wildly alleged that the answer is, yes, he's a piece of shit, because a lot of women have come out and been very vocal about alleged consent issues and how he made them feel, which is not great. So I don't think any of us, unless he like stands trial, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think any of us can say that, but I think, you know, it is our duty as people to at least listen to what these women are saying.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I meant like, is there any specific thing where it's like he said, like, do we have any evidence outside of testimonials, which of course matter? I'm just saying like, because because Hayden, you know, hates this, which obviously I do too. I'm curious if it's more so because like Army Hammer is kind of easy to hate he's famous and he's doing this weird kink with blood and ribs that people are like totally squicked out. There mm-hmm. is a world in which case you can consent to something fucking crazy. Totally. So I'm not, I'm not denying what these women are saying. I'm just saying, do we have any, like, like, could he be tried or is this just basically being like, Army Hammer's a fucking weirdo, stay away from him type of thing.
0: I think from what I've seen, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think it's like the point of like, stay away from him. He, okay. I mean, lost his his most recent role he was supposed to star across from from j-lo and and romantic comedy and like i love a j-lo rom-com as much as the next guy
1: he claimed (laughs) that lionsgate allowed him to leave to go be with his children hayden he claimed lionsgate supported him in this decision but are we claiming here that he probably got fired and that's what's up
2: Yes, a resounding correct. That I feel very confident. As confident (laughs) as Hillary Baldwin is a fucking Boston chick from Beacon Hill, Mm -hmm. I can also say that J-Lo was like, oh, here's what we are not gonna fucking do. And what we are not gonna fucking do is have this dude on set. Though recently, I don't know if you guys saw this last night, but more rumors, more information is starting to come out. And actually... Darren, when Army Hammer was on set with Chelsea Handler as a co guest on Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live, when he was in Los Angeles, a somebody in the audience—I don't know if you saw this Hayden, asked who was the most difficult person on Gossip Girl, because he was supposed to be a long—he was supposed to be, I think, a, a believe, a long-standing co star, mm-hmm. and that was cut short. And uh, allegedly it was because Blake Lively said that he made her feel uncomfortable. He was her love interest. And on that Watch What Happens Live episode, if you watch it, it's interesting. He says, well, I wasn't really able to film all the episodes I was supposed to be on set for because the the whole cast was very difficult. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a little interesting. Mm. A lot of this stuff isn't aging well to, yeah, say, to really tell you the truth
0: interesting because i just rewatched gossip girl so it's all very top of mind to me right now and <laughs> you, can, you can now like thinking of that be, that statement being released and re-watching it like it totally changes the dynamic of the show like completely from my perspective because you can t- you can tell there there's always something off about their two characters and there was they're supposed to be like sexually tension like there and it ju- i just never felt it and now it's like voila <laughs> okay, I've
1: never okay, I hate to admit it, but I've never seen Gossip Girl. That's something
0: Darren. That is something <laughs> I <hate>. <laughs> <laughs> What?
1: what so, I know Hayden Wait, Darren. Yes. I'm trying to make sure Hayden comes back every month and I'm not trying to make sure he doesn't leave. i nev- I
2: can't leave you out on this on this lonely, lonely island. I've never watched a single episode either. Don't!
1: guys you can't see it but Hayden has just vomited and he is shooketh to the core I really am. okay wait 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 does it hold up today I mean not that it's that old but like should I watch it should I watch it now
0: absolutely you have to watch it especially before the reboot comes out which comes out in a couple of months I just am I can't believe you guys haven't watched it it's like one of my favorite shows of all time but like I also have the TV show personality of like a five-year-old girl like so it's it's possible you that love you a
1: might- cw show you love a cw i love a free form show don't I you
0: it drama. like it's literally it gets me going not the teen drama just gotta put that out there yep so no yeah i i i hate that you guys haven't seen gossip girl too <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to I have to wrap it up with that one.
2: <laughs> I know. Well, we really made this segment because that was probably the worst thing to go out on. There's a lot of things to hate. I will say that this is the best segment to segue into somebody on our show today. Brandy Glanville. Yes. Many people hate her, but guess what? We fucking love her. We love her. She... Hayden, do you
1: hate Brandy, or are you a Brandy stan?
0: Oh, I'm a Brandy stan. Anybody that can bring as much to the table as she does, like she, she has the green approval in my book. Like gold star. She's a gold star gay for me.
2: She is not a, not gold, star a gold star gay. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about that in this week's episode. Um, I know, Darren, obviously, you've known Brandy for a long time, so it yeah. was fun for you guys to connect. I had never met her before. I was shooketh to the core, as you like to say. But, you know, perfect person to launch our new monthly segment with you and to have her on the show. And I hope you guys all not only hate to love haters, but also hate to love Brandy Glanville.
1: And follow Hayden on social media at Haters, and that's H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. Liz, the time has come, my friend. Uh, (laughs) Christmas has come early or late, depending on your definition of when Christmas should be. Today, I am honored, Liz, to introduce our next guest. We've been wanting to talk to her for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the incredible Brandy Glanville on the line. For more than 17 years, Brandi Glanville traveled the world as a high fashion and top runway and print model. Same with me, so we relate a lot on this. She <laughs> appeared on the glossy pages of premier fashion magazines, including Glamour, Cosmo, worked for luxury design houses such as, you know, Armani, Chanel, mm, small, Gucci, small. Uh, small, yes. small potatoes. Glanville recently found success as an author and is currently exploring opportunities to publish a third book, she also hosts her own podcast and is seeking out ways to parlay that into a more permanent career. Her most important role, however, is that of mother to Mason and Jake, who Mason helped her with the Zoom today, so we can thank Mason right off the bat, whom she shares custody of with her ex-husband and television star, Eddie Cibrian. In her downtime, Glanville enjoys dancing, cooking, golfing, Pilates, hiking, staying active in her charities, building Lego castles with her boys, and hopefully talking some shit with us today. Brandi Glanville, welcome to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. I, By the way, I don't know why... Why it says I golf because I fucking hate golf. I, hate <laughs> I can't imagine you on the golf course. No. I got to say like, it, it doesn't work well. I don't know. I'm not picturing it. Right. No,
3: I, I tried once and I threw, I got so frustrated. I threw the golf club. And then the last time I was in the golf cart, I had Jake with me and I might've been intoxicated.
2: Well, I was going to say the only way to be in a golf cart is intoxicated. I
3: I had, I slammed on the brakes and he went through the windshield, which was half plastic. So that was it for me. Golf was not happening anymore. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah.
1: I went snowboarding once, went down a hill, almost broke my elbow, and I was like, I'm good. Like an elbow." elbow. Yeah, I felt weird. And I was like, I'm set. Like, I am i don't need to keep trying this. So oh, uh, well, God. we thank you for being here. We hope a cocktail is in hand. Uh, water is in hand for me. But uh, Liz, exactly. you look perfectly schlossed.
3: Yes. No, not today. The boys are here. Otherwise, probably. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Brandy, we typically ask our guests how they identify. You know, we're in a world where everybody likes to be identified correctly, as they should. Would yes. you mind identifying yourself? perhaps gender and sexuality for the listeners?
3: Um, You know what? It kind of makes me crazy because I think that we're all just sexual beings and whoever turns you on turns you on. So I just, I like who I like when I like them and I've always been that way. So I'm a girl and I like girls and I like guys and I don't know what that makes me. I I hate like when people have to put you in a box. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I just feel like I like box, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, to your
1: point, I do think that because when you come out and say one thing, it's like, okay, I, I, I identify as a lesbian, but that doesn't mean that I don't find any man attractive. And then what if I kissed a guy? Like people are going to have all these like preconceived notions about me. Liz is bi. She gets it all the fucking time. She's not straight enough, not gay enough. And so to your point, I, I, I really like that, uh, that you don't really want to be labeled when in your life, did you sort of realize though, that maybe you weren't, the classic version of what a heterosexual female would be? I mean, when were you okay to talk about some sort of fluidity in what you like?
3: So it actually happened really young age. Um, I was a middle child. I cut my hair off short. I wanted to be, I don't know, everyone thought I was a boy and I was cool with it. Like I liked it because I got attention because my sister was the pretty one and I was the middle child. So I was always doing something weird. I shaved half my head at one point and we were like, you? I'm like, yeah. Like such a girly girl. But I knew when I was in gymnastics that I would always have sleepovers with my friend Annette. We were probably nine or 10, and we would fake kiss with our hands. And then we would like pretend like we got married and we we're having sex. So we were just like bumping. And so I always knew that I liked boys and I liked certain girls. It's not like it doesn't mean it just has to be organic for me. It doesn't mean like I only like dudes or I only like chicks. It's just, I always say I'm "crooked as fuck" because I don't think anyone's actually straight. I agree.
2: Yeah, I think it's hard to define what is very straight and not. But I like crooked. That's a I I like crooked as your, fuck, though. Yeah, right. crooked as fuck. That could be your identifier. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I just don't want people to think I'm like a thief or a steal or anything. <laughs> weird. Fair. Yeah. But um, yeah,
3: my family—they were like hippies, my mom and dad—and we had like every gay boy living in our house that got kicked out and hit their houses. But oh. Yeah, it was interesting. But when I, when my dad kind of found out that I like girls, it was really hard for him. And, but why is there a double standard? Like, why is it okay for all of these kids to be living with us and they're male? But if it's me and I actually like girls, like, why is that a problem? So I feel like there is a bit of a double standard. How did he find out? Yeah. How did that conversation go? I never really made I'm the same as I always have been. So I would just say, oh yeah, Tori and I were making out last night. And we oh. were like, you know what I mean? And he used to get so, I also like to like kind of make him mad. We didn't get along very well, so. And like, what age did
1: you say that to him? Like how old were you when maybe that first conversation happened?
3: I feel like they always knew, My mom always knew. She didn't care. But I feel like he always knew. But he actually, I think he brought it up to me. It was like somewhere in high school where he was like, you better not be a lesbian. Huh. And then I was like, well, what if I am? But, I, you know, I was like guys and girls, like it wasn't ever that. Right. Then I just wanted to like put it in his face even more just because that's what I do. Because <laughs> you're an agitator
1: and that's why we love you here and sort of force the issue. But as a parent now, you know, I, I, I've had sort of a similar experience. My parents are hippies, really cool though. And they were cool with it, but it kind of took uh, some of them a little bit longer to kind of get on the road with it. And as a parent now, do you maybe see that your dad and maybe this isn't the case, but do you see that your dad maybe was just like mourning the life he thought you were going to have and now you're smashing that norm or what did you attribute it to?
3: My dad thought I was going to be a stripper. He's like, you're going to end up on a superpower. and I'm like, maybe.
2: I'll You've got the legs for it, Brandi. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, you I do. I mean, yeah, it was either going to be high fashion or stripper. I, I really, I couldn't
3: say. He, my dad, by the way, is fucking insane. So there's that. So there's, there's no logic with him. So like, it just it's like fighting with a crazy person, you're never gonna win. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, well, whatever, you can think what you
2: want, I'm gonna do what I want. So it sounds like he just, you know, took it the way he was gonna take it. And I guess, now that you've got kids, I don't know, Darren, if this is kind of what you were getting at, do you kind of understand his reaction, maybe that he was just kind of like, Oh shit. I don't, maybe this scares him or I don't know. Can you kind of see any of maybe the reasons why he reacted that way?
3: No, yeah, I felt like there was a huge double standard in my household. Yeah. It was like, okay for all of these you know guys to hang out with us and to live with us. But they got kicked out for being gay, but God forbid it was me or, you know, I just, we didn't get along when I was growing up and I just felt like there was just a double standard. And I, I made sure as a parent with my boys, we talk about everything. So if they walk by, It doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. I like girls and I like guys. It used to bother my ex-husband. He's like, why do you give off such a lesbian vibe? I'm like, I don't think I give off a vibe of any kind, number one. I do appreciate beautiful women as much as I appreciate a good looking guy. So if I see someone, I'm not like the hater. I'm like, oh, wow, she's gorgeous. And he just really bothered him. And I don't know why. I mean, it's so curious because it's
1: like, A, you know, if you're thinking about the stereotypical lesbian vibe, Brandy Glanville is not the first name that comes to my fucking mind. Right. If I'm thinking about like the stereotypical, what a lesbian would look like. And, you know, granted those norms have been smashed, but I'm just kind of like, I never really got that impression from you. And I, I, it's so weird that, you know, your ex-husband would say that. Do you find that today though, there's still that double standard just in society of like, it's sort of okay for men you know to be like okay i'm going to hook up with with boys or girls but for women it's like they make you wanna decide and put you in a
3: box for lack of a better term uh, i do i honestly think that the stereotype for lesbians is, is everyone's like oh you're moving in oh she's moving in in a u-haul in a day and you know uh, you know there's all of these negative stereotypes and it's just like that's you can't say that we're all one way or all another way and when you hear about
2: gay men, oh, that's, you know, it's fine. They're just, um, what do you call it when they're, they're two oh, in two income, no kids. You know what I'm talking? Do you guys too know what income. I'm talking? Do you guys know that, that acronym where it's like, oh shit, I'm going to forget it. Um, but it's basically like, they're super, they're just living their life. It's like two gay men, like without kids. So they're just super rich. Anyway, sorry. Oh I, don't my have God, it. I never heard
1: that, but that would make <laughs> sense. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. I don't know. I just, I.
3: I have um, a bunch, not a bunch, I would say like three really cro- close lesbian, they're lesbians. They, do, they actually hate men, these three, but I feel like they have, a, they have it a lot harder than gay men. That's, that's my, well, in Los Angeles where I live, I feel like, I, don't, I can't explain it, but there's such an acceptance now these days with all sexualities, but there's still these negative stereotypes about women that are lesbians. Well, this is actually maybe a
1: perfect segue into actually a question that you know I'm sure we're going to ask you, which is obviously, you know, last season of Beverly Hills, which sort of this this rumor mill was spread between, you know, you and Denise and, and all this stuff. and And we want to get into that for sure. But do you think when you look back now that the season has aired and, you know, it's been six months or whatever it's going to be, do you think that the reaction would have been the same if it were like men in the category as opposed to two women in the category? No,
3: I feel like everyone was like in shock and horror that this could actually happen between two women. And if it was men, it would be fine. Like, I just, I felt like the reaction, especially with some of the other women was like, oh my God, like, like, what do you do when you're with a girl? And I'm like, are you joking? How old are you? Like, how do you not know what you do? And it was just a little bit shocking for me because it was such a big deal. And it yeah. was- if it was like two gay men they hooked up you know who cares like everyone's like oh that's what they do they have an understanding and I think because of the way it came out and it was just I don't know it was talked about for so long before it actually showed and aired that there was like a negative connotation with it like oh my god it's horrible and meanwhile like who can't too, if you if it's okay with your husband or whoever and you want to hook up with a chick do what you want, do what makes you happy. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a big, I didn't think it was a big of a deal as it was, except for the fact that she was married and Aaron didn't know.
2: Right. I really felt for you when everything was coming out, as I'm sure a lot of other people did, but I, it particularly struck me because I've been as a bisexual woman in this situation, similar to yours, where I hooked up with a girlfriend of mine in college and she was both of us didn't even have labels. We didn't even know what I think we both even had boyfriends, to be honest with you. But it ended up coming out in our friend circle. And it was as if like I was a predator or something because, you know, I wasn't shameful about it, whereas this other woman really was. And I felt my heart kind of pulled for you in the way that Denise treated you and some of the other women, because it was just like, as if you had instigated and as if if something was wrong. But when, you know, I've listened to your interviews, it really sounded like the opposite, right? Like Denise really was coming strong, hot and heavy for you. Have you heard from other people like me or has other women reached out with similar stories to mine, I guess, after everything?
3: No, not really. I mean, I got a ton of shit for it. That's, yeah. I mean, people were- I'm are... sorry. Oh, that's okay. Listen, it was either say it or like, let it eat you alive. Totally. You know I mean? Because once one of the bitches knows, then you got to just fucking say it. And right. I told him drunkenly and I was like, oh, I know I have to say it, but I really felt like I was set free after I said it. But you know, I think that there's always an aggressor in a relationship. Like I was dating Kat
2: Cora. She's a chef for a little while. And wait, she- wait, 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 wait. Please hold the phone. Liz is
1: now peeing her pants, Brandy. Thank you so much for this. Yes.
3: Wait, when did you date Kat Cora? A couple years ago, we were we were doing a cooking show together and we just hit it off and we had like a good little fun relationship, but she lived in Santa Barbara and then it was like on E! News and then she called me a party girl. It's like, oh, you're having a relationship with Brandy. She's like, she's just a party girl. And I was like, fuck you. I just wasn't ready. like. We were out and about in LA doing our thing, doing our whatever we wanted, making out at restaurants. So, like, I just assumed that people knew because I don't know. Well, you can't walk. You can't walk two seconds in
2: Hollywood,
1: you know, with somebody and not the assumption isn't, you know, you're going to be dating them, especially at a restaurant with Kat Cora. <laughs> but this is sort of this is sort of bringing me back a little bit to what you were saying about your dad. How there's sort of this like double standard, right? It's like Kat probably would be like, oh, if you were hooking up with. Brandy, you're hooking up with Sarah or something, you know, she probably good for you. But when it comes to her, she's got this like opinion about it. Do you equate that to an internalized homophobia in a lot of ways? Like, what do you attribute that like, ick factor in front of people about but then like, yeah, behind closed doors, like I'm gonna rip your clothes off and I love you.
3: I mean, I think a lot of it has to do more with reality television than, and like what people see me as the drunk, crazy one on reality TV. Like I do have that side to me. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people, since reality television, my love life has definitely not been as good as it used to be because I do have this, everyone just assumes I'm fucking wasted all the time and I'm always screaming and, you know, falling over, which I have that, you know, I could do that, but I think that there's an embarrassment that I've dealt with since being on Housewives with the people that I date, like with the Gerard Butler thing, not wanting to say, he's like, well, you didn't tell me your name. Otherwise right. I never would have done it. I'm like, what, 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 you know? And then with Kat, of course she was great and sweet and lovely. But when it came to talking publicly about it, it was like, oh, she's a party girl. And I was right. just like, you know what? Claim it. I want to be claimed. You know what I mean? So it just, that part of it sucks. I don't think it's like a homophobia thing. I think with me it's more like
2: she's crazy on TV. I'm not trying to claim that. Right. But do you think with the Denise situation there was a little bit of internalized homophobia? I don't know. As of and again, I know it's all edited reality TV. I guess just as a viewer watching it and ve- feeling very compassionate towards you in it, I was like, "What the fuck? This is so clear." What happened here? And all of a sudden, do you know what I mean? The denial in in itself felt like internalized homophobic. It it, it, it doubled down
1: almost in it. Yeah, um, for sure. I I didn't
2: even think that, uh, to me, that storyline would have been maybe a
1: two-episode arch and this lasted like even before the season aired to way after. Like, uh, seemed like not a big deal to me. She just probably didn't want to like say about it because she's got kids and now it was like (laughs) an utter denial. There has to be something Better th- There has to be something graver than just, like, not wanting to claim Brandy Glanville. Because,
3: like, you're amazing. Yeah, girl. That's very sweet of you. Well, when I, am like, I met, the first night I met her, we made out in the bathroom. And, like, we were just, she was fun. You know, it's fine. But that's all. I, I was, like, waist up that night. I was good. I was <laughs> like, you know, you could back at your waist up. It's like, okay. Um, but I really liked her as a friend. I think she was more worried about the whole, like, she plays the victim a lot like with Charlie and all of these things and she was worried about what people would think of her like her persona I don't know if that's homophobia or still just wanting everyone to believe everything she says you know and because when I went to visit her Patrick's like did you hook up with Denise the first night and I was like no and he's like babe I dated her for five years I know she loves women I'm like well no, oh, the second night we hooked <laughs> up. <laughs> you're like, let's be clear about timeline yeah. here. Like it happened in 48 hours, not in 24 hours. I, mean, I think the people in her inner circle know 100%. I don't think that she was ready to have it on Housewives. But I, I told her, anything that you're hiding, regardless, if you think you can keep it hidden, it will come out eventually on these shows the longer you stay on them. It always does. The truth
1: always comes out. I mean, and to your point, I mean, Housewives in general as a franchise has changed a lot over the years and, and certainly in the past few seasons, but so has the world. I mean, when Housewives came out, gay people weren't even allowed to get married. You know, Bravo was sort of this this tentpole of like this progressive network. And now, yes, it still is. But like there's RuPaul's Drag Race and there's so many things out there now How do you see maybe this this storyline, but also, and I know we're going to get into a little bit of Bronwyn and everything, Liz got a couple questions for you, but how do you see, you know, Housewives and these beacons of just these like rich, gorgeous women, maybe changing the world for the better? I mean, will women be more open and honest, specifically in the Housewives world and reality TV in general? about how not everything works in just this perfect monogamous heterosexual relationship? I mean, are you going to help to sort of change the view of what normal is?
3: I mean, I would, I would hope that that, you know, I can't speak for everyone on these shows, but Bronwyn definitely, I feel like she's doing, she's being completely honest. And I love that. I mean, I think a lot of these marriages, these perfect marriages, when they come onto these shows are not so perfect and they want, like I, w- I would say, the women want to shine a light on what their husbands are doing wrong and get everyone to be like, "Oh, poor you! You should leave them. And then they end up, you know. I feel like it's almost a way out of their marriages in a way. Even with Bronwyn, it was like there were so many rumors about her husband being gay and their, you know, open relationship and all of these things. And I feel like she came on to free herself from all of the secrets she had that were weighing her
2: down. You know? Yeah, I mean, it it feels like a lot all at once with Bronwyn. And I know there are rumors today as we're filming that she has quit the show. We're filming January 19th. And second seasons are hard. Darren always gives me the intel about how hard it is to go. And you've been there, right? From being this like coming out the gates, hot stallion, rookie. And then you've got to like keep it up the second season. And I think it was huge for her to come out and say that she was a lesbian. It definitely changed, I think, what we thought Real Housewives could be and could look like. Do you think she'll stay on? I mean, the OC is such a conservative place, people don't realize. Like, do you think she'll be able to kind of stick it out should she decide to stay on the show? Or do you think it's better to, like, leave on on the highest note, I guess, um, in terms of...
3: My friend says you always have to know when to leave the party, but the fact is she has seven fucking kids. Like, she can't can't go anywhere.
2: Yeah, that's real.
3: But again, you have to have friends left on the show in order to be brought back. And I don't know that she does. Cause the last I heard, she wasn't speaking to anyone on the show. So, I mean, I think it would be good for all of us to see that journey just because it's never really shown. It's always like, Oh, I have diamonds and money and, um, a glam team. And that gets real boring real quick. And so it was nice to see some realness, but it, again, I think people are shocked. They were shocked with me and Denise. They're shocked with Ronwin. It's like, it's real shit. It's happening. Like we it's not all just Rose and Diamonds. Like I feel like I want to see that. Will we see that? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Hi guys, I'm Caitlin Carter, host of the Brightside Podcast. I created the show as a space for people who have had an impact in my life to further inspire others through their stories, their honesty, their kindness, and optimism. Each week I'll be sitting down with inspiring friends, new and old, to have meaningful conversations centered around our own experiences with complete transparency and authenticity. We will discuss how we face challenging moments, adjust perspective, and reframe situations to find the silver lining. I personally believe that there is a bright side to every situation, and I'm excited to have this platform to encourage that way of thinking and share this message with you all. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, so come join me and start your week on the bright side. I don't want to keep harping on it, but how has, since that season ended, which I think ended Beverly Hills with a lot of questions, you know, I think certainly when I told people that I was talking to you today, they wanted to know every question under the sun that I'm sure you can imagine. How did your life change? Did it change at all from that? Did you learn
3: a lesson? Are you and Denise friends?
1: Question mark?
3: You know, I've never been able to speak with her since she stopped showing up for the so, I reached out after the show. I feel like if we had sat down and had a conversation, we could have worked this out. But the fact that she ran away the whole time, like and then she wasn't back on the show, i mean i I think that we're enough alike where we could be friends, but at the same time she's not willing to have that conversation. I feel like i I know myself, but I wish I would have shut the fuck up for a second, but I can't when I have something to say, it's like my. But I wish I would have waited till she was on camera to talk to her about it, where I could have, it could have been not like hearsay and I could have done it in a better way. And then she would have to be like, own up to her part or either just deny it or something. But I feel like there's no closure there because we, we haven't talked. I've reached out, you know, to crickets. I say crickets, and it's like, no answer. And part of me has like some guilt. I felt bad, but at the same time everyone's like, don't feel bad. I'm like, I just have, I feel bad for her reaction. Yeah, I didn't expect that from her because she seems so chill, so like granola, and like, yeah, like she's talking about threesomes and Charlie and feeding hookers and happy ending massages. Like, right. well, this is not that big of a deal. So I just expected a different reaction, but I also wish I would have spoken to her and not to Teddy and Kyle. Do you put a little
1: bit of onus at all on Kim? Cause she was kind of the one who spilled the beans to Kyle and Teddy as it happened? Or is that, were you kind of expecting that to happen once you kind of said to Kim, you know, oh, I hooked up with Denise.
3: Why don't you tell any of these women anything? And so <laughs> yeah. when Kim said, you have to tell everyone, I go, listen, if I want to, I will let, me, let it be my idea. I'm going to do it my way if I do it. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, I wasn't ready to do it. Cause I wouldn't have, as much as Teddy's nice, I don't know her that well. You know, I like, if I'm going to confide, I probably would have talked to Kyle, but I don't like to be forced into things. Cause then I just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's, it's uncomfortable for me, but hindsight is twenty twenty, And I always say that I always do everything wrong, but looking back, I should have done it a totally different way, but I can't control myself. <laughs> Although,
1: I, I will say you had kind of an interesting thing this season because you were sort of the main focus of the entire season while not being a main cast member. So you didn't really get that opportunity to kind of defend yourself. You know, when you showed up to parties, you could talk about it, but they they kind of had silenced you. And what I want to know is like after this whole Denise thing came out, you know, Kyle even said to Cameron, you know, Brandy Glanville is a lot of things, but she's not a liar. And I thought a lot of the women actually considering the fact that you weren't there, stood up for you. Did you feel that way at all? Did you feel like you were having support of the women during this time for you?
3: Oh yeah, I did. Definitely. I mean, I, they all know me really well. They know I'm an asshole and they know <laughs> that I can't keep my big mouth shut, but they also know that I just don't make shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I, I, where would you even come up with that? Like there's, there's, I'm so glad that there are certain things I can't even tell you, but that I didn't say when she stopped showing up because I started to get really mad and I was gonna say mean things and I'm like, oh my god, thank God, I don't need another lawsuit. That's the last thing I need. Just be happy, you're off, it's over. But yeah, you know, there's always it's it's bittersweet going back because it's like your home in a way, and then it's it's you're almost like a fly on the wall in your old house because you're not really part of the group. So it's a little, it's a little strange.
2: You've seen so many different, I mean, uh, you're really a legacy member, I feel like, of the yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hill. And so coming back as this fly on the wall has its advantages and disadvantages. Do you speak to people like Yolanda or Lisa Vanderpump ever? Do you guys ever? <laughs> never. Yolanda and I
3: texted recently on her birthday. We always just check in and say hi. Um, Lisa, no, I have, I am zero. I have nothing to say to her.
2: And yeah. no, no. That's interesting. Somebody when I mentioned that I w- that we were interviewing you, the, Yolanda, everyone's like, "Have they recon- like are they still cool? Are they reconciled?" I think it's really nice that you guys at least check in because it's a, yeah. such a shared specific experience that you guys all have that regardless of what happens, you know, sometimes you can't let those relationships go unless they really need to be let go, probably like Lisa. But
3: I think I don't know why people thought I wasn't friends with Yolanda. I mean, We've all, we've never had a fallout. We've always be, like, we've been friends. I'm not the best person at keeping in touch. You've asked my friends. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I really love you, but it's been too much since I text you. Cause I just, I have two teenage boys. We're applying to colleges and right now I don't have anything to fucking say to my friends. Like, what'd you do today? <laughs> Same right. thing I did yesterday. Boy and- <laughs> <laughs> Quarantined at my house. Like there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. I will I wish I was better at keeping in touch with people, but you love who you love, and you and I always have kept in touch.
2: Yeah,
1: you talked about getting a lot of shit uh, after this season of Beverly Hills. and I'm curious if you got any positive feedback from some people, especially maybe strictly in the gay community, who were like, I can't tell you how many times I've hooked up with the straight guy at my, you know, straight guy at my office, and he's going home to his wife, but he's sucking my dick after work. I mean, did you kind of get anybody being like, thank you for being this advocate of the people who kind of are pushed aside when it's embarrassing to be
2: gay?
3: Yeah. You know, honestly, like I had a lot of, um, my friends, everyone believed me. So that was nice. No one thought I was lying except for like the people on Twitter, the, the nicest place on earth and yeah. on social media. I got all of it. I got just so much hate and listen, they can all fuck off, but it's like, team Denise, team Denise, you're lying, you're lying, and I'm like, why, what do I have to gain from making that up, but all, you know, my friends here, a lot of, especially gay men, are like, oh, we knew she was a lesbian a long time ago, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine, but, uh, you know, I just, I feel as far as, like, the fandom went, people were just straight up on Denise's side, like, in the, in the Twitter universe, and I was just like, I've never lied to these folks. So why, you know, they're like, oh, she's just desperate to be back on. I was already hired to come on and no one knew that this happened. So I was hired like for three episodes. Like, do you want to come and play? So I'm like, yeah, it was my- in
2: fact, you went above and beyond, actually. (laughs) You really brought the heat that desperately needed it. And also Heather Locklear reached out to you, if I recall correctly. And I
3: was like, yeah. Like, honestly, she- That just kind of solidified it for me. Like, yes, Denise has always been kind of a predator. And Mm. it was just like, no, I mean, like when she wants a guy or a girl, she goes out. I don't mean predator like in a bad way, but with Heather's like husband. And it was just kind of like people always took Denise's side. And she's like, finally, people are seeing the real side of what I've dealt with for the past, you know, 10 years. You know, Heather's had it rough after that split. It was not easy for her. And I feel like this is kind of a little bit of like, not payback, but a little bit like, okay, people are finally seeing that she isn't this innocent, sweet girl.
1: Karma in a way, in in some brutal way. You know, I know you don't like to put yourself in a label, certainly not in a box. You're, for lack of a better term, fluid, you (laughs) like-
3: (laughs) I I don't care, but whatever. Right.
1: You like what you like, but I'm curious, did you get, do you feel like you have to represent some sort of- Community or faction of maybe not perfectly straight women, or do you just say fuck it? You're gonna do what you're gonna do. That's a good question.
3: I usually just say fuck it. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. But because it's become more of a conversation, I'm making sure that people. I'm not embarrassed about any of, of any of my life. I like I like women. I like men. My kids know it. We've had like so many conversations about it like uh, enough I had to tell them like that I said I sucked her clit before it aired because then I was like guys and they're like oh mom (laughs) and so it was you know it's not like it's not the not telling your kids and whatnot about what might be on tv for all of their friends to see was never fun but I feel a bigger responsibility now that everyone is talking about it and I just feel like we're all sexual beings and you know I'm watching Vikings right now not this second but like the girls, Viking. the girls, the guys were with the guy. Like it was just a big old orgy with lots of braids. I'm obsessed.
2: I love that show. Oh. I love all that period piece shit. The Last Kingdom, have you watched that? No. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Oh, Brandy, if there's <laughs> anything. <you're>... You... Nerds. <laughs> you guys are nerds. It's so
3: good. Like all of these hot people and oh. girls can be with girls and guys can. And it's just hot. And there's braids everywhere. I
2: want not wear my hair. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So when you're done with Vikings, I promise you, go watch Last Kingdom. Find me. DM me. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure you'll be thanking me. It is, like, just hot, sexy, Nordic and British people fucking all the time. And it's great. Anyway, it's on Netflix. Bad. I can't even
3: watch, I, like, literally can't. It's too much reality for me right now. I have to, like... <laughs> Be with the Vikings. I'm like all the Nordic people, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta reel it in. I meant to
1: ask you, Brandy, did you grow up religious? Do you have religion in your life or any
3: sort of spiritual faith or something? Well, we grew up, we went to private school. Like, we were very poor, but we lived in a really bad neighborhood. So my parents would put us in any private school that they could afford. So we went to Baptist school. Then we went to Methodist school. Then we went to Lutheran school, we never went to church, but it was just so that we weren't getting uh, shot at school. It wasn't for religious reasons. I do believe in, I believe there's a God, but I'm not necessarily, I say I'm Christian, but I don't have, like, I don't follow one, like, I'm not Catholic, I'm not Lutheran, I'm not any of the things that I've studied, I don't go to church, I do pray a lot more during fucking COVID, but...
1: Only because you know you're not the poster child for maybe a good Christian girl, and so I'm I'm in a good way I think, but I'm just no, wondering yes, she if she is. Like-
2: you know why? Because she doesn't lie. So if you think about That's it, true. actually, if we <laughs> break true. down religion, no, and, and I'm not even being like funny. I'm being dead ass serious. We talk about religion with some of our guests who come yeah. on here, and everyone seems to have a different answer. But I, th- Darren and I have talked about it in the past, and like if you look at the core kind of Christian values, which it sounds like you've legitimately done the tour of the Christian religion <laughs> via school. It's really yeah. like do on to others as you want done to yourself and don't lie and like be nice to your fucking neighbor, which I would say, Brandy Glanville, outstanding there. What the-, See? the Baptist people were fucking crazy though. Crazy. I- <laughs> <Yeah>. great <laughs>
3: very, very bad dreams about this rapture video they showed us at like in third grade. And it's like the rapture all of a sudden this this little girl has a doll and then the doll's on the ground and the girl's gone. And I like the rapture. Still to this fucking day, I have bad dreams about it. But you
1: know, I mean, like, I'm just so happy that you're a mom because I think that you, you're going to be a better, even though you had you know, you had a good relationship with your parents. I think that you automatically, just by speaking your truth, never lying, are gonna be a better parent to your boys than maybe your parents were to you because you seem to just be like, hey, live and let live. Like, if you wanna go bring a girl home, bring a guy home, like, you're all for that.
3: Absolutely. And I think that the kids know it too, but to the point where I'm like, I'm like, listen, just tell me the truth and I won't get as mad, but I might still get mad. So now Jake will be like going upstairs. He's like, dinner was just okay. I said, I don't think it <laughs> dinner was good or, or bad. Like, you don't need to tell me everything that comes into your head. So, Randy, like, you're
1: getting a taste of your own medicine with your boys here. You know, oh, you're honest with everyone. Yeah. Now you're fucked. He's
3: he like the truth police, too. If anyone says anything, like we we're at Christmas and his dad said something that wasn't true. He's was like, that wasn't true. That's what we said. I'm like, I have not turned a lie in front of that kid ever. You will throw them straight
1: under the box. I absolutely love that. You know, listen, we usually like to end our our show with a game. And and I want to do that. I have one last question for you just to kind of round this up. And Liz, I don't mean to take it away from you. So please feel free. But looking back now, your whole career, maybe even just what happened this season on Beverly Hills, do you have any regrets? Would you have done anything differently? What did it teach you?
3: I feel like the conversation about people be, like being more fluid, it just started recently, like a couple years ago. And I think that not enough women are talking about it. Obviously you guys are, and that's great. But I feel like the bigger conversation is generally with homosexual males. And so I think that this is good. I think that it's good that I talked about it and I said it on TV because it gives everyone else like, hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with how you feel sexually. And I think some people can feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I desire a woman. I'm like, well, if that's what you want when you want it, you know, just we're all sexual beings. It doesn't have to be one way or another. Like I want to be a barbarian and have like a threesome with all of these people.
2: Oh my God, I'm in there.
3: Jesus.
1: Why Brandy and I never dated, Liz, I'll never <laughs> understand. You
2: know, I feel like I could keep up with Because Brandy. she was in Santa Barbara with Kat Cora on that property. Let me tell you, honey, that is a beautiful house. A beautiful <laughs> house. I'm really, really young, Darren, so
3: I would have been in jail, probably. So I'm 32, <laughs> Brandy. A girl can dream. Come on. I got a young face. You, but- I thought you were younger, but you're still, I mean, I could have... You could
2: be my daughter, which is <laughs> Oh stop. I mean, listen, Brandy, I don't want to take away with what you just said. And, you know, if yes. I didn't make it more clear earlier, I just I really I doubled down in my fandom towards you after this season because I just thought it was fucking great what you did. And I think to normalize your feelings and how I just thought it was great because it wasn't it of course it was a big thing, but it wasn't a big thing because you just made it feel normal. And I just Want to say thank you for that. So hey, I'm here I am sit here all day
3: with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true.
2: I mean, yeah. you really
1: you broke a lot of doors whether or not you want to see it as such. But even just as someone who's been out for 12 years, I obviously worked for literally one of the gayest men in television. It's it's still uh it's still struggle, it's still really hard, and it's still str- it's hard to see mainstream gorgeous models who are housewives on the air admitting that maybe they don't have like every not only every single answer but maybe like perfect monogamy a, a, in in a heterosexual world it isn't perfect you know like everyone's kind of different fuck what you want to fuck as long as you're respecting other people and that's a really hard thing to come out and say and we really appreciate you being so brave whether or not you see it as such
3: very sweet i don't believe in monogamy anyway i don't really think it works out but it doesn't. I, I believe in monogamish. Sorry, Liz,
1: I know you're married, but like monogamish. Just like, Have you talked like, to Nadine about that? Just like, Well, I'm monogamous with my girlfriend because I'm obsessed with her, but I think Brandy, in general... <laughs> Brandy, she's in a brand new
3: relationship, so I'm there's like, a, there's a reason. <laughs> it's there, all like fucking rosé and diamonds and great. A couple of years down the road, you're like, hey, let's mm-hmm.
1: it up. Right, exactly. That's what I think Bronwyn's kind of doing. This is her emergence. Um, Liz, <laughs> should we get to the game? Yes. So, Brandy, we uh, end every episode with a scissor me this game, and it is essentially just a little rapid fire, queer nonsense, bullshitty thing. I just want you to be honest, which I don't think you'll have any problem doing. Liz, tee up the first question for Brandy, please.
2: Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill the sisters edition. Kathy, Kyle, or Kim? Ugh. Fuck, Kyle.
3: Mary, Kathy, kill Kim, but I love her, but she drives me fucking nuts.
2: That's the correct answer, I feel like. I liked that.
3: (laughs) Brandy, who is the most boring person on The Housewives? Uh, On any franchise?
2: Yes. Uh, (laughs) Doree. That's accurate, I believe. And take away the
3: hair and makeup. Like, what else? She's just kind of like, you know, living in London, Connecticut, wherever she fucking is from.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay. What is the ratio of men to women in your DMs? I would say it's 100%
3: gay men. Much. Really? yeah what I get all gay men I don't get any hot like there was a hot guy when he was 23 and I was like can't do it um no it's really just gay people gay men fucking bizarre okay one person <laughs> that
1: you want to tell off and just fucking curse out but you never could
3: oh I tell I, I tell everyone everything oh Andy Cohen maybe a little bit but I did actually I cursed him out a few times which didn't go well for me obviously <laughs>
1: So like of- you're not recommending that I curse out Andy Cohen. Is that correct, Brandy? No.
2: You- okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not- Got you. You see me. I live in a condo. Come on. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Wow. Who was the last real housewife that you texted with? Kyle, yesterday.
1: Okay, last one for me. Would you rather have to go down on a person for the rest of their lives or give head for the rest of your life?
3: I would rather have to go down on a person for the rest of my life. No. It's, a, it's called a job for a reason. It's a, <laughs> job. it's, you know, I'll do it because you want to do me, but that's it. It's not like we enjoy that. I don't. Well, I Liz, Liz, that's a win for our
1: side. I'm going to say that. That's a win for our side. I'm taking this. Brandy's on our team with this whole thing.
2: And I, I think that's, I have it. nothing left. I'm going <laughs> to keep mine to myself. I think that's perfect. Um, Brandy, you have been such a delight. Thank you a for pleasure. being so open and honest with us on our fun little scissoring. Is, I, and also, I guess we should ask, do you think scissoring is a thing? No. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you. Right. I think it's, I, I think, I think it's, okay. All right. Yep.
3: They just, like, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Because It's doing like this? dry humping. It's just dry uh, humping. But like,
1: it's not scissoring, like dry humping. It's really like paper, like on top of paper. It's not really like scissors. fine fair I lost my audience All right, girl have a good day we love you Brandy thank you so much and everyone uh, that was Brandy Glanville and please follow us at SIAT Podcast tweet us follow us just do everything you possibly can rate DM us Liz needs some sperm follow us at SIAT Podcast for more thanks for listening everyone
2: thank you for listening to Scissoring Isn't a Thing see you next Tuesday